Hello, and welcome to the eighth episode of the podcast F4. We're calling it that, since it's easier to say, than food and frightening film fanatics. Michelle, you want to try it? Food, food friendly, no not so friendly, frightening fanatics. All right, getting closer every week. This podcast is about two of our favorite things, food and scary movies. Before we begin, a few disclaimers. One, we'll review one movie each week and Michelle will come up with a food based on the themes of that movie. Two, we're not experts on anything, obviously. Three, we'll try to keep these fairly short since, like you, we'll become distracted and wander off. And four, this should go without saying, but just in case, heavy spoilers ahead. Turn back now if you haven't watched these movies. Having said all of that, this week we're reviewing a franchise it's the Alien franchise. Um, Love those aliens. Yep, me too. So what we'll do is we'll just go over a few basics about all the movies um, and then talk about the basic plot um, and last, oh, basic plot, then the morphology of the alien monster, and then lastly, a few things in development and a few controversies. So there are six movies total in this series. In the order they were released, they are Alien from 1979, directed by Ridley Scott, Aliens, plural, from 1986, directed by James Cameron. This is my favorite of the series and lots of other people's too. Aliens 3, 1992, directed by David Fincher. Alien Resurrection, also known as Aliens 4, 1997, directed by Jean-Pierre Jeunet. Um, the fifth movie is Prometheus, out in 2012. This is actually a prequel, directed by Ridley Scott again. And next, Alien Covenant from 2017, also a prequel, and also directed by Ridley Scott. Interesting to note, there are two other uh, movies that are sort of in this franchise, but they are considered non-canon. They are the Alien vs. Predator movies. And Alien vs. Predator, also known as AVP, was released in 2004. Aliens vs. Predator Requiem, released in 2007. There are also a number of comic books and video games surrounding uh, these films. And there are some potentially in development uh, there was news, a little bit of news about that this week. We'll go over that a little bit later. So that was the date, the order in which they were released. Now, if we do these in chronological order, as I mentioned, two are prequels. So that means Prometheus is first, and the time period of that is 2089 to 293. Alien Covenant tw is 2103. Alien, 2122. Aliens, 2179. Aliens 3 also 2179, and Alien Resurrection, 2379. So chronologically, that's the latest one in the series currently. Where to find these movies? Um, Netflix doesn't carry any of these movies. Alien, Aliens, Prometheus, and Alien Covenant, and both of the Aliens vs. Predators movies are available on Amazon for a fee. Uh, what are the Rotten Tomatoes scores on these? Um, they kind of match how I feel about the movie. So Alien got a 97, 
Aliens got a 99. That was my absolute favorite of the series so far. Aliens 3, 42%. Alien Resurrection, 55%. Prometheus, 73%. And Alien Covenant, 66%. Uh, some people aren't feeling the love for the prequels. And then just to compare that to the Aliens vs. Predators movies, the first one got a 20%, and the second one got an 11%. And, uh, you know, I liked the first one pretty well, uh, but the second one was absolutely horrible. I mean, I would give it less than 11%. So that is Rotten Tomatoes, the basic plot elements. So of Alien... Uh, there's a crew aboard the ship Nostromos that gets a distress signal from a deserted planet, and they go to investigate, and we know it's going to go downhill from there. They find a chamber of eggs, and the eggs look like pods. Uh, one opens and attaches to a guy's face, and they finally kill it, they think, but nope. In a really shocking scene, it bursts out of the guy's chest and starts to terrorize the crew. Um, and... Ellen Ripley, played by Sigourney Weaver, is the only survivor on that ship. So that's Alien. Next up, Aliens. Uh, Ripley wakes up from cryosleep, which is what they call when they go into hibernation to travel between planets. Um, 57 years later, to find out that humans have colonized the very same planet that they were on previously, and that's a bad idea. Uh, the planet is called LV-426, or Acheron. So it comes as no surprise that communication with the planet is lost and Ripley accommodates a team of Marines to investigate. Again, bad idea. You got off the planet once. Don't go back. I can't believe it. Well, I know you have to make a movie, but still. Let me catch me going back. How about you? I might go back for some excite <laughs> excitement if my life was boring. Well, she got some. Poor thing. <laughs> Aliens 3... An escape pod from the ship uh, Siloco crash lands on a prison planet, um, and it's called uh, Fiorina or Fury 161. Ripley is again the only survivor. That means the people at the end of the previous movie, which is the girl Newt, the marine guy Hicks, and the android Bishop are all gone. Uh, but unfortunately, there was also an alien on board. Surprise again! And sadly, Ripley... Um, and sadly for Ripley and us, there is an alien queen incubating inside of her. So she bravely kills herself to keep it from spreading. Because, you know, you can't get away from those aliens once they pop up. Um, next up, Alien Resurrection. 200 years in the future, this time aboard a ship called uh, Ariga. Ripley has been cloned, complete with... The alien parasite inside of her. And the military wants to use the aliens to create a bioweapon. Again, why are these people so stupid? I don't know. Leave the aliens alone. Anyway, Ripley, the clone Ripley is known as Ripley 8. And she is a clone that's mixed both from human and alien DNA. And she uh, destroys the ship before you can get back to Earth. Or there's an alternate ending of this, but we can talk about that in a minute. So... That's the, that's the timeline of the original movies. Then comes the prequels, which Prometheus, this is where it gets really confusing. We saw both of these movies, too, we were talking about at the movie theater. Um, and I had to read about them afterwards because I would not have come up with what the actual plot was without doing that. So Prometheus, Elizabeth Shaw, who is played by Lumi, Numi 
uh, Rapace from The Girl with Dragon Tattoo. I like watching her. Um, she is Dr. Elizabeth Shaw. She and a crew accompanied by an android named David, who's played by Michael Fassbender. And he's a great actor in everything he does, too. They are searching for the origins of humanity. They are bankrolled by a company called the Wyland Corporation. And they travel to planet LV-223. And they discover that humanity was created by... Guess who? Do you know? Do you remember? The aliens. <laughs> close. That's close. The en- They're called engineers, or they were called space jockeys before. So engineers who use their own DNA to create all life on Earth and also to seed other planets. So this was the scene from the very beginning of the movie where an engineer was left. He ingested some black goo, and then his body decomposed and went into the water. So that was supposed to be creating all life on Earth. Or all life on some planet. Anyway, same idea. In the end of this movie, um, oh, and the engineers are very, very large. Uh, they're very pale, like albino looking. They have solid black eyes and they're very muscular. So humans, you know, and other species that have developed from them are, are slightly different, but same basic idea. In the end, only Elizabeth and the android David survive. And instead of trying to go back to Earth, she wants him to take her to the engineer's home planet. And they have an alien baby. (laughs) Yep, they have an alien baby. Uh, That will be the next one. Uh, The second prequel, Covenant, again named after a ship. Uh, The colony ship Covenant gets a distress call from Shaw. They investigate the planet, which is called Planet 4. They eventually discover David is the only living creature on the planet. And do you know why? No clue. It turns out he wiped out all the life on the planet, including another group of engineers. David's a little out of control. Uh, He had been, and since he wiped out all the life on the planet, he'd been experimenting with alien and human DNA using the only body available, Elizabeth Shaw. Bad David, bad android. Um... So David eventually pretends to be the Covenant's android who is called Walter One, and those androids after David were created um, were created to be less human because um, David is way too human and wants to take over the world. So we don't need any more androids like that. So in summary of that, that gives you a whole bunch of clues about the origins of this whole series. The engineers created the black goo that we saw in the movie. It's also called AO3959X-91-15. They created the black goo in order to wipe out their creations, and they were planning to wipe out humans, so all life on Earth. We don't know why they wanted to wipe out all the humans, but either we decided that we were gods ourselves, or we were too violent. I don't know. Either way, they were going to give us the heap ho and that... And all of that alien goo was the cargo that was the crash ship in Prometheus, which is the one, of course, that Elizabeth and David ended up in. That's how he ended up with all the black goo. So engineers might do this regularly if they just decide they're tired of whatever creations and just wipe them all out. Um, David used the black goo mixed with human DNA to create earlier versions of what we call the xenomorph, which is the monster from the alien franchise. Um, and he used Shaw, as I said, as an incubator, despite the fact that when she was alive, she could not have children. So, yeah, poor thing, she had a bad end. So, David hates humans, 
And he especially hates his creator, Peter Whalen, who is the head of Whalen, who merged with another company, Whalen Utani Corporation. And he wants to wipe us all out. And he sees xenomorphs as the perfect biological weapon to do this. With me so far? Yes. Bored out of your mind yet? Nope. Okay. It's very interesting, very detailed. So, xenomorphs. There are five life stages to the xenomorph. Well, technically four plus the queen, but, um, so xenomorphs take on the characteristics of the host that they inhabit. So they have an exoskeleton, they had a, a double jaw, which is a, a jaw, and then a little tiny jaw, like on something that shoots out with a little set of teeth on the end of that. That's pretty jarring to see. It's also called an attack tongue. Did you know that? No. They have acid for blood. They have an oblong head, and they can spear you with their scorpion-like uh, tail. They are also eusocial, which means like bees, ants, and termites. They function together in a society with a division of labor among all the, the members of the group. So the first life stage is the egg called an ovomorph. It's typically laid by the queen. It stays dormant, and it can stay dormant for long, long periods of time until the host arrives. Once the host arrives, it shoots out of the egg and grabs a person on the face and shoves something down their throat and impregnates the host while wrapping its tail around their neck. It's, it's pretty gross. It looks like a hermit crab with a tail. Um, how else would you describe it? It's, it's pretty bad looking. House pets, anyone? <laughs> yeah. So it incubates. We were talking about this yesterday. It incubates somewhere between 6 and 12 hours. Um, it's gestation period. And then it busts out and becomes a chest buster, which it, the name is as it sounds. It busts out of the chest and it scurries away. And then it grows up really quickly um, where it becomes an adult. Uh, the adults are really big, and they can either be solitary hunters or some adults, of course, guard the queen. Um, and they would be like drones, warriors, or the royal court, which are um, xenomorphs who will eventually become queens and po possibly start their own colony. The queen is similar to a bee in that she lays lots and lots of eggs. She is very, very large, and did you know this? She can telepathically communicate with the other aliens. Do you know that? She's so smart. when they try to attack her nest, she communicates with all of them for all of them to come back to try to defend her. She is also the most intelligent of all the aliens. So don't piss off the queen, no. obviously. Then in Prometheus, we had a few changes. The black goo, one drop of the black goo is used to affect Charlie Holloway, who is Elizabeth's husband. He has sex with Elizabeth, the result is a hectopod or trilobite, which is a squid-like creature, which she cuts out of her. I have to say it was pretty cute, but of course it wants to kill her. It was a cute little octopus thing. Then it grew up into some, and then, so that ended up face-hugging an engineer, and when that busted out of his body, it became something called a deacon. The deacon's a little bit different in terms of xenomorphs because it's kind of bluish-gray and ha it's smoother and it has a longer head. Pretty. So that's called the deacon. Then in Covenant, we have David running other genetic experiments. The, all, like I said, all the biological life on that planet is dead except for some modified plant spores that release goo. So in this instance, 
One guy ends up with it in the ear. One guy ends up inhaling it. And then those things become what's called uh, blood bursters, which is a chest burster counterpart. Um, and then all of the things that David's created are called neomorphs. So they're similar to xenomorphs and they're slightly altered in appearance and they're white. Um, they also don't have double jaws of xenomorphs. And instead, they have teeth that resemble the goblin shark. Have you ever seen the goblin shark? Mm-mm. I'll have to show you pictures. Goblin sharks have like a, a jaw that shoots out from their face. They are very freaky looking things. Um, but you can think of these things that David created, the neomorphs, as the first generation xenomorph. Then you have what happens in, let's see, is it Aliens 3, I think, where an alien impreg- impregnates a dog, and it's called a runner. So it has dog and alien characteristics. And then we also talked about the, uh, oh, in Prometheus, there's also a creature called a hammerpen, which is the result of a black goo in um, interacting with worms. So it's much larger than the worms and it's snake-like. It's kind of cute, except for, you know, it kills people. Um, and then there's one more of these, which is, if an alien impregnates a predator, it becomes a... You want to guess what it's called? Alien. Predalien. Get it? Predator, alien. Predalien. Oh. And that, that the predators are the... Uh, I don't know how you say their name, but it's... I think it's yacht, yacht just species. So, again, that's not canon. So, so that's the morphology of the alien. I know that was quite a bit, but it's really important to be able to figure out like what in the world's going on with all of this stuff. Because when I first watched these movies, I had no idea why all this stuff looked different and where it was coming from. So that's the morphology. A couple of the controversies surrounding the show. Um, and again, there's, there's massive amount of articles, YouTube videos, all sorts of stuff on alien morphology. And there's a massive amount of video about the controversies and the questions of this movie because the the plot gets a little skewed even if you throw out the Predator versus Aliens movie. So one of the big questions is, did the engineers create the black goo or discover it? Don't know. Doesn't really matter, except if they didn't make it, they learned how to harness it to do, I guess, what they wanted to do. Number two, was the engineer at the beginning of Pre- Prometheus creating life on earth or elsewhere again don't know it doesn't really matter i think it was just to illustrate what they were doing and that they had done the same thing on many planets throughout the universe number three what's up with the cave drawings in prometheus apparently the engineers checked up um, on their creations from time to time and that's why you have cave drawings of people pointing towards a star constellation that eventually led um, Shaw and crew to that planet. Uh, number four, did alien wipe did David wipe out all of the engineers? When David unle- unloaded the black goo payload, it wiped out all the life on planet four. So that's where people differ. Some people think this was the engineer home planet. Some people think these creations were not engineers and were just seedlings. I personally think this was an engineer outpost and that he wiped out some of the engineers. But if they ever get another movie released, there's going to be more engineers coming after David and whoever else because that can't be the last of them or that would just ruin the story. Um, 
Did engineers create the xenomorphs or did David? Um, depends on who you ask again. I'm going with the, with the engineers created xenomorphs and here's why. In Prometheus, you see a, um, a hologram of the engineers running from something, which means uh, black goo um, interacted with them to form a xenomorph. And there's a mural in what's called the giant headroom that has a something that looks like a deacon on it. So I think they know they know what resulted from the black goo. What David did was he tweaked the xenomorph structure uh, into what eventually we would see in Alien and Aliens in those movies. Okay, so why should you watch these movies? Almost done. Got like two more things to do. Why should you watch these movies? Well, this is a sci-fi horror series, and it's really... While, while this is a sci-fi horror series and one of the best ones out there, it also talks about a creation's desire to surpass its creator. And this is true of Android David, uh, who, besides Ellen Ripley, is a central character of this franchise. And it's also about the xenomorphs turning on their engineers. Turning on the engineers. So, you, you know, you got to be careful what you create because in, in these two cases, they come back to kill you all. So, uh, number two, Alien is listed on one of the best horror movies of all times list. It's always on the list of everything I usually see. Number three, this Xenomorph is the best movie monster of all time, in my humble opinion. Um, and we should do a session on movie monsters at some point. But this is my number one pick because I can't think of anything scarier, especially in all its di different iterations. Number four, it has one of the best final girls of all time. And we talked about the final girl trope previously. But Ellen Ripley is, is one of the best final girls ever. And I thought Elizabeth Shaw was going to be uh, her... Uh, Predecessor? Yeah, her successor. That's what I was trying to think of. Her successor uh, as a final girl. But no, that didn't happen. Um, and then... Number five, androids play a significant role in this, not just with David, as we've talked about, but also in the first Alien and Aliens. There's Bishop, and then, of course, there's Walter One in the prequels. Are we going to be seeing any more Alien movies coming out? Ah, I'm glad you asked. Trivia, that's perfect, because that, that fits right into what... Um, that, that was not re rehearsed, by the way. That fits into... What I'm going to talk about next, which is this week there were a couple of announcements. Um, Ridley Scott has been working on a sequel called Aliens Awakening, but it's been in a holding pattern for some time. And just this week, there was talk that Scott is working with Hulu on a new entry. So that may be something based on that. Um, that's going to complete. He, I think, originally envisioned three or four movies in the prequel trilogy. So that probably will complete that. Also, an Aliens 5 has been in the works for some time by director Neil Blomkamp, and this would be a continuation of Ripley's story after Aliens and in the original timeline. Does that make sense? So before all the craziness happened at the end, and which I kind of got disinterested and she got cloned and all that stuff, this would follow her after the second movie, after Aliens. Um, also, this week, James Cameron hinted in an interview that he was trying to jumpstart something, so we assume that's with Bloomcamp. We're not sure. Uh, don't think it's with Ridley Scott, but who knows. 
And then also, things remain hazy since Disney purchased 20th Century Fox, which has the rights to the Aliens franchise. So we're not sure what that means in terms of licensing. Um, So that's about all I had. What do you think? Any questions, comments on that stuff? Well... Let's give Jeanette a hand. That was so detailed. Yay. Yay. Sorry. I know well, all the, all the details, I mean, all the details you want to know about Alien, the Alien movies, because you can get lost in them, and that was excellent. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Yay. Yay, thank you. Do you have a food based on this topic? I, I alien do. stew. How about facehugger stew? No. No, no So no, you, no. you go to eat the stew, and then the facehugger jumps out of the stew and eats your face. And that's it. That's, a, <laughs> that's the last supper. <laughs> So, well, I have some, um, I have a um, out-of-this-world galaxy cake, and um, I will, 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 will send you the recipes online with the... Um, what site is that from? With the, it's, it's just its own site. Um, but it's a galaxy cake, and there's some, it's just out-of-this-world um, recipes with some pastas and some dips and so if you're planning on having a alien party or a out of this world theme party there are a whole bunch of fun things you can do with cookies and the planets on them and um, there's mocha out of this world mocha chocolate cakes and chicken pizzas and you name it and they have it and so this cute cakes the galaxy cake um not only does it look like a galaxy of stars uh, on the uh, outside of the cake, when you cut it open, it's all different colors, and it'll surprise your guests. And that's about and it. We'll send you the more link. surprising having a facehugger in your cake. No, 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 no. <laughs> we don't want that. Only in the movies. Keep it in the movies. Oh, true, true. Everyone have a wonderful Sunday. And um, Yes, have a wonderful Sunday. We'll be back next week. And if you have some people at work um, that just they don't get it just treat them well they may be aliens so no keep i that say in mind. take some black goo and put a little in their coffee <laughs> <laughs> but then you're gonna have to run immediately thereafter and run fast <laughs> and you'll have to look for a new job yeah and a new planet to live on so have a great day hey thank you everybody have a great day bye Jeanette. bye bye michelle <laughs>